Thanks for tuning in to Voices in DevOps. If you enjoy this podcast, please check out John's reports and blogs on gigaohm.com, where he covers all things DevOps, data, and strategy, addressing many of the topics covered in Voices in DevOps. Hello and welcome to this episode of Voices in DevOps, where I'm delighted to speak to Beth Busenhart, I hope I pronounced that right, but market strategist at NetApp, uh, the uh, storage company originally a long time ago. So uh, um, maybe maybe that, that that's my memory playing tricks with me. So maybe you can help me, Beth, a little bit uh, explaining how uh, you got to, to where you are being a market strategist at NetApp and, and what NetApp stands for these days, just to, to help the uh, the listener tune in. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, John. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Um, so before I joined NetApp fairly recently, last August, and that was after eight years at a fintech startup running their customer operations and customer success side of the business. So uh, it is a bit of a pivot for me, but, um, but there is a through line, I can assure you. That, that really comes back to um, the impact that technology can have on improving customer success and customer outcomes. Um, as it relates specifically to DevOps, I, I watched our engineering team build a DevOps practice and witnessed firsthand that, that the impact that made on our business and our ability to improve our customer experience. We were able to increase the velocity of our release cycles, fix bugs much more quickly, and and really just improve the feedback loops between our, our customers and our product team. So when I had the opportunity to join NetApp and support the developer community, I, I just couldn't pass it up. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a really interesting one, which we're going to get into. Um, because I've spoken to an awful lot of organizations around DevOps. And I, I, okay, I'm not going to lie, I don't like the term DevOps it, 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 because it implies that you've got dev and then you add ops and then you're kind of done. It's, uh, it's, it's a kind of really sorted, uh, sorted expression, self contained, and it, it's nice and neat. And uh, all you've done is link dev and ops. And actually, the, the world is much bigger than that. And I, I think. What we're going to do today, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to this, is is linking that uh, DevOpsy stuff to the much broader picture, right up to, and ultimately the end game has to be customer experience, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and it's funny you say that because in the startup environment, there is no Dev and Ops. It's just our our lead engineer having to figure out how to. Um, improve efficiency around operations and what tools to embrace and just making all those decisions for the organization. So after, and we were a a company of less than 100 people, but you still have the same, some of the same challenges uh, that you're facing when you're doing cloud native development. Coming to NetApp and and learning about the transformation that our IT organization went to, it's much more analogous to the the challenges that our customers are facing. But you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, the the goal is to have a, a seamlessly integrated technology organization that supports and enhances the the customer experience and, and innovation. Really. Okay. Well, let's. Let's hold hold that thought. That's that's a fantastic nugget of um, of starting point. So if that's the goal, to to create that that seamless linkage between 
um, what we could call innovation best practice, the DevOpsy stuff, Agile, whatever, and then actually the business goal of um, delivering better experiences to the customers or improving the uh, improving the experience customers have with existing uh, uh, products and services. Um, is I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how to ask the question. Uh, so bear with me. Is it the the challenge of people not getting that, or is it the challenge of people getting that but then not knowing what to do about it? In which case, what shape? What what shape is the challenge? How should we even start thinking about this? Is, is it ignorance is bliss problem, or is it a lack of ignorance? It does depend on the organization, but I'll I'll sort of speak to. Uh, the the sweet spot that we're finding with most of our customers. And even in the last six months that I've been with NetApp and engaging with our field and trying to understand where the customers are in terms of their maturity, because as, as you know, NetApp has been in business uh, for over 25 years with our legacy as a storage provider. So we're trying to help our customers navigate this transformation. And what we're finding is we're a bit past the early adopter mark and, and many organizations do recognize the need. So the challenge right now is how do we get started? Yeah, you, you just took me right back there because one of my first uh, um, analyst briefings uh, back in the day uh, when, I, when I was, a, a, I wasn't a young analyst because I'd already, I've been working in industry, but one of my first analyst briefings when I was a fresh faced uh, inexperienced analyst was was with NetApp in Vienna and I, I ended up spending drinking a bottle of wine with Dave Hitz uh, who I think st still pretty pretty much involved in the in, in NetApp strategy um, so uh, yeah the, these the, these things sorry I digress don't I uh, but so, so you're talking to customers day to day. Get back on track, John. Back on track. You're, you're talking to customers day to day. Uh, it is about all of this. That, so what do what do we what do we do about um, scoping the challenge? It, is is it a job to actually get people on board with linking DevOps to the customer experience, or is it about saying yeah they get that and then um, addressing the individual uh, issues that that are then um, caused by that are causing the lack of linkage? I think the focus needs to be on enrolling the organization and in. The, the key is having executive sponsorship. So, you know, there are, there are unique individuals who can be in a, in a practitioner role and drive change from within, but it's really hard. They need the buy-in from the executive levels of the business to get that challenge. So we are um, looking to address that with our customers at the highest levels of the organization and tie it back to NetApp's commitment to helping our customers harness the power of their data. Um, and, and it's really not about storage. It's about what you're storing, what that, that intellectual property is that, that the, and really the only thing anyone owns anymore is their data. And so with um, when it comes to DevOps, what we want to do is empower our customers to see the benefits of going through the, the sometimes tedious and challenging technology transformation that's required to fuel innovation. And that's with cloud native application development, 
like I said, improving on um, key business indicators like time in decreasing time to market, um, keeping services, restoring services quickly so you're minimizing downtime if there are issues. And, and that, that's what creates the why. Um, once that's been established with the customer, we mm-hmm. can pivot and start focusing on, on the process and how. And, and uh, I, I, f- I feel really strongly that it's more about choosing the right tools and technologies, and it's about enrolling the people within the organization and helping them understand how, not only how it's going to impact their day-to-day and their job and their career, but also tying that impact back to, um, to a customer mission. So I'm going to ask you a direct question here, because and I wouldn't normally go uh, to to address the specific vendor elements uh, uh, on the on these podcasts, but I'm I'm really quite intrigued uh, because, as you say, NetApp's kind of moved from being a storage uh, a storage um, product company through services, and now um, to uh, helping organisations harness the power of data. Um, Cool, get it. Sounds good. Um, how does data relate to DevOps, if I may? And 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 what does so what what's NetApp's take on that? Because um, uh, there, there there's data in the applications for sure. There's also data across the DevOps cycle. There there's also data in the kind of general portfolio management of. Um, so if we're looking at customer experience, for example, um, just helping an organization manage its innovation portfolio and, and saying, how do we prioritize? How do we, how, how do we, you know, how, how do we work out what the best experiences are going to be and, and, uh, and deliver better? So what it, it's a kind of, if I flipped it, it would be, what does NetApp bring to the party? But I'm, I'm trying to work out what's the shape of the party that NetApp's uh, uh, attending, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So there's there's a couple of um, different ways that we could that I could frame the conversation there. But I think what I'll do is focus on um, on application development, and this is this is an area where NetApp is really exploring and where we've identified a big gap in the market. To be quite honest. Because many organizations and, and getting started with DevOps, there's kind of two, two use cases or focal points where we see our customers getting started. One is with around automation. And NetApp has addressed that by helping, um, helping automate the storage provisioning process. We, um, we've developed over 100 Ansible modules for our ONTAP software. And so we've that's just a great starting point. Once you've kind of got that automation layer in place, then you're on your way to a foundation to build on. The next phase is building out a DevOps pipeline. And this is where we're encouraging our customers to embrace a, a Kubernetes and container strategy. Um, you just can't beat the, the scale and efficiency of that type of a cloud native development environment. And this is where the data gap is because, uh, you know, with, with containers being inherently stateless, the challenges and the reality of 
enterprise level development environments is their workloads inherently require data to be successful. So NetApp is, is in a position where we are looking to close that gap in the market and realizing that in order to really empower our customers to fully embrace cloud native development with all of the challenges of their legacy infrastructure um, and technical debt that might be associated with such a huge undertaking, um, they're never going to get there if they don't have a rock solid solution for addressing how do you manage data rich applications in a Kubernetes environment. And is that um, uh, the kind of, it, it's where the sea meets the rock, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I'm full of analogies today, but essentially the, the Kubernetes world, the container world, it, everything's flexible, everything's dynamic, everything kind of, uh, uh, can be can be spun up and and uh, spun down in a in a uh, flick of the fingers. Yeah, uh, it it's all great ephemeral, theory, right? <laughs> sounds great. And then you've got data, which is just like um, and I, I'm I'm staring at my uh, my uh, cliff face latest uh, Apple screen say uh, screen background. Probably a lot of people have seen it, uh, where it the data just sits there going what. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. uh, and linking that to where the, the statelessness of the, the the ephemerality of the uh, of the, the application, and then the the very um, uh, structured uh, piles of stuff issue issue with the data and bringing the two together um, is 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 where you sit basically. Yes, absolutely. And because when, you know, and again, this is where I can draw on my startup experience. There's, there's a luxury of being cloud native from day one and being able to embrace the public clouds and take advantage of, uh, of all of the, the innovation that's out there. But when, like I said, when you try to translate those same principles to the enterprise, there are just practicalities that are that are going to be roadblocks, um, and data is one of those. There's, uh -huh. you know, not only not only the the portability of specific business critical workloads, but also the the security implications. And again, back to sort of the benefit of building an end-to-end -end DevOps pipeline, it's really making sure that that security is embedded in every step of the way. And that's one thing that, you know, NetApp's, one of our, our core competencies is around embedding security best practices into our hardware and our software. It, it, it's, um, th these are all things that, uh, Essentially, when I when I speak to the the cloud native community, they're kind of uh, well, yeah. We, we I, I I paraphrase the, it, hugely, but bear with me. But uh, essentially, yeah, we can build these huge complex things, and it, and it's all wonderful, and it all just works. Uh, and then, uh, but they what we're doing is slowed down by certain things. We still need to think about security. Still need to think about this. Still need to think mm -hmm. about that. And they're kind of uh, uh, potholes. Uh, but they're, they're seen as not the third. I'm reminded of the New Yorker's map of the world where, you know, from it, the world looks like uh, um, 
uh, Times Square, and then just over there there's France, you know, and uh, <laughs> uh, and over there there's the Far East, uh, and um, that's the cloud native view. Whereas if you look at it from the enterprise perspective, it's like that security is one of the biggest issues in the world. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like an entire nation. It's not just a thing over there, um, and. And I'm wondering, so I've got about 15 questions I'm trying to wrap into one, so um, please bear with me. But essentially, you're, you're, you've got your uh, kind of more startup fintech background. You're speaking to enterprises all the time. We've got this situation where the, the, the storage and data management and data throughput uh, questions are, are huge and relevant elements of, of what we're talking about here in terms of building cloud native applications. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm wondering is, if you saw it from an enterprise perspective, how much of this is clear and present challenge and how much of this is stuff that they're setting up for the future? So, because it's, they're not trying to build every, if you looked at the, your average mm -hmm. enterprise application estate, for example, it would still be 80% what we might call legacy. Uh, at least that that amount, and so the the kind of containerized stuff and and the Kubernetes stuff is is a uh, a smaller part of of what they're trying to do today, uh, but it's a large part of what they might be trying to do tomorrow, mm -hmm. uh, and so they've got to get all these skills and smarts and built up. So, how, what how how much of what you're doing is preparing them, and how much of it is helping them along? Get getting from first steps to, to second steps, and how much of it is uh, they they've really hit the wall and they've got the biggest challenges, and they just sigh with gratitude the moment you walk in the door. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a great question, and you know it really is a marathon, not a sprint. So, and there are some challenges that are unique to to a spe specific organization based on where they are in their sort of maturity in their journey. Um, but to, to generalize, I think that the, our goal is to help accelerate that transformation. And we firmly believe that solving this, the data challenges and making the data, you know, driving innovation around making the, the data in the application layer more portable and um, will help organizations be able to accelerate the speed at which they adopt cloud native development best practices, because that's, that's something that's holding them back. If they're running enterprise applications and data rich workloads, it's just not something that's feasible at this point in time. And so that's why we've identified, and we're hearing this directly from our customers. This is not, you know, we've been, we've been in the Kubernetes space for, um, for some time now, and, and we've, we've explored working with our customers to help them solve the data mobility or the application mobility challenge. Um, we've had our own, we piloted, um, we piloted our own Kubernetes service. We work um, very closely with Red Hat and we support um, the OpenShift technology. We, um, we work with, with Google, um, we're integrated with Google and we, um, we support Anthos. So this is the, the application mobility piece is something that we've been working on with our customers for quite some time. 
And what we're hearing again and again is that they don't see our core competency as helping with that application distribution. They want the freedom to choose whatever application distribution model best, best suits their needs, where we hear again and again that nobody is able to solve for them is what do we do with the data on the application layer? How do we, and there, you know, the, there are small baby steps and we have, um, we have our open source Trident technology that helps with persistent volumes claims. Um, Kubernetes itself has, um, has the ability to create stateful sets, but that just doesn't, it's, it, you're still cobbling together a solution. There isn't an elegant platform-based uh, solution in the market that, that really addresses it head-on. And that, in my opinion, is what's currently holding the enterprises back from going all in with, with containers, Kubernetes, and a full um, cloud-native application development environment. Uh, cheeky question, if I may, have you got that platform-based solution? Or is that, or is that the whole industry is kind of working together to, uh, to kind of build? I mean, how, how far away are we from this being just an accepted solved problem like, um, you know, suddenly everyone goes to Linux or, or whatever, or everyone went to Kubernetes? Mm -hmm. We're NetApp is very bullish here, and we're gonna you're gonna hear an announcement in the next week or so um, that we're very very excited about. I can't say too much about it right now, uh, but but let's just say that that this is something that we have been um, we've been hearing for a while. We've been we've been working on, and we're increasing our investment in in the Kubernetes space to solve this challenge. Oh. Intriguing. There we go. Um, so we've got the we've got the challenge, uh, and it's um, the the fact that we've got at the moment issues with linking the ephemerality of what we're trying to do in the application space with the the the, the very hard, boring, um, structured. I say structured. I mean convoluted. Set, set of things that we might be wanting to do on the data side of things. The the world is moving to solve those problems. You've got some exciting things that you're going to be announcing, et cetera, et cetera. So if we start to wrap up, what can we um, advise enterprises so they can get themselves more ready to get, get themselves in shape as, as the world moves on and as uh, new best practices emerge, new technologies emerge, new platforms emerge? Well, what I would say to the, the enterprise leaders is empower your DevOps teams, your application developers, your IT teams to embrace this next wave because it's, it's really not an if, it's a when at this point. And um, I would encourage... I would encourage the, the IT leadership to really think about how they can transition their organization if they're not there yet from a reactive sort of internal support function to a true value driving um, customer success enhancing uh, 
innovation center within the organization. So that is, that's what's possible. And then empower your, empower your teams to, to start, start chunking away at, at the hard work of actually undertaking a digital transformation. Uh, I'm, I'm writing frantic notes here. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, and I think that if we were to wrap everything up uh, back to, um, I'm just imagining. So I've, I've been listening to this. I'm thinking I get all of that. They were talking about customer experience. They were talking about customer success. What's the single most important thing that I might do as a, as a large organization, as a medium organization to make sure that I do close the loop between what it is I'm trying to deliver to my customers in a measurable way and unlocking the power of the platform and everything that's going on underneath to, to make that happen. What, what would you be saying to them? Well, I would just encourage them that at this point in time, there is no silver bullet. It's um, there's no one size fits all, but um, but committing and getting getting your teams enrolled in the the change management exercise, and then identifying where you're going to get started. So there's a couple very logical places to get started. Um, so practically speaking, focusing on on automation. So again, any of those repeatable tasks that that can be addressed through automation. We like to say, one of the things we like to say on our team is everything is code. So you just have to get in that mindset that, um, that there's a lot, of, a lot of repetitive tasks when it, for example, when you're provisioning your storage that can be, can be addressed very simply with, um, with tools like Ansible. Um, and then the, the next piece is you have to think about embracing uh, CICD and building a DevOps pipeline that that just seamlessly moves application development and change. Um, and then the third thing I would say is just recognize that uh, that embracing Kubernetes and and containerized development environments is is has really become ubiquitous, and that's the gold standard for cloud native development. Uh, again, I'll say it again, you just can't really beat that efficiency and scale that that, that technology can bring to your organization. You, you heard it here first, uh, customer experience as code. Um, pretty sure that's what you said, isn't it? Uh, that, that, that's, <laughs> I like it. I'm going to use uh, that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll race you. Uh, <laughs> that, that's fantastic. Well, what, what, a, what a great note to end on. Um, and uh, thank you so much for your time, uh, Beth. And uh, I think you, you've said that there's going to be a, a, an announcement shortly. Is, is there a page people can link to maybe that uh, can, can give them some insight or they, they can keep an eye on uh, as, as you're bringing stuff to? Yes, you can, you can learn about all things DevOps, including our upcoming announcement at netapp.com slash DevOps. 
oh, you're so lucky to have a short URL, aren't you? So you've, you've already got the URL shortener. Um, fantastic. Thank you very much, Beth Busenhart, for, for your time. Um, and uh, thank you. As the audience knows, if they want to get in touch with us and ask any questions back, uh, we're, we're always here uh, through the usual channels, uh, social media, etc. cetera. Um, and uh, well, I'll just repeat myself. Uh, thank you, Beth, uh, for, for coming on my show. John, thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure. I've enjoyed our conversation. If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in DevOps, please check out the other ones. Scaling DevOps for the Enterprise is the focus of a recent report John wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about how digital transformation is evolving, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on IT operations and business strategies.